this here is all about my wife, my kids, the life that I live through the night. I was his, it was right what I did. My ups and downs, my slips, my falls, my trials and tribulations. That was obviously an introduction to Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder at the weekend. This is a good right-hander, and this week I have got two co-hosts. I've got Marty. Marty? Yeah, yeah, it was there. <laughs> and I've got my brother, um, Stephen, for the for the first time in the call as well. How are you doing, Stephen? You okay? I know what I'm saying. How are you? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. I am just going to start, so... Um, I just want to do some shout outs to some people first of all, so um which who I missed last week. Um Simbox at Simbox. Um I've also got uh, Beyond the Ropes podcast, the original one. There is two of them and <laughs> there's there's one that, that that came slightly after those guys as well, but I'm sure they're nice guys as well. Um Billy Low at Billy Low seven seven five. Josh Murphy who comes on the phone in weekly. Um he's at Murph's 90, and then I've got a gentleman called Peter Key, I think I've said his name right, and it's at Pedro Key or K, um, DJ Boxing Blog at DJ Boxing Blog, and the network we use in the States called um, Team Left Jab, who I've managed so far to understand the accent, so that's pretty much the shout outs, but there's one thing I wanted to start with, um, and I don't know if you, you, you two guys might not know this, but I'm just going to cover it quickly because we're going to pick up the podcast next week and give it um, its full attention. But there's a guy called Ronnie the Shark Clark who won an IBF belt um, and he had to put it up for sale pretty much because he'd ran out of money because um, he had a couple of defences called off and he's not fought since he won the, the IBF European title. So he was having to basically sell it on, I think, eBay or, or Facebook. To fund um, his, his Christmas, which which isn't good. So one of the things I was going to say is, you know who Tommy Coyle is, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Stephen, you know who Tommy Coyle is? Tommy Coyle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he offered him a grand to keep his belt. So I usually don't say much about fighters, but that's obviously a, a really nice thing for, for Tommy Coyle to do. So apparently he's, he's going to give him a grand so as he keeps hold of his belt and... Yeah, that's it's but it's a bit sad though. There's a, a gentleman who wrote an article um about it on Twitter. Um and he God, it's it's pretty bad. His name is John Bruce at John Bruce nineteen sixty eight and he's wrote an article said Ronnie the Shark Clark unmasked and it's ringnews24.com. I recommend people go and read it. Um the guy's been using credit cards to pay for his training. Which, when you think a guy's won an IBF European belt to go and pay for, you know, his training using credit cards is, is nothing short of a disgrace. But we will, we will come on to that. Not unless anybody's got a comment on what to make about it just now. No, I was, I was going to say. I mean, I think you said it said quite a bit there. You know, in the fact that he's a decent thing to do from Tommy. A shame that, uh, uh, you know, uh, a boxing guy's in a position there where he's he's, he's having to sell things that, uh, you know, because fights have fallen through one thing and another you know there should really be more done to sort of help fighters in that position yeah. you know well, well what was going to say I mean it's, 
probably a side that people don't see Avox. I think people see uh, the big names like Floyd Mayweather making $100 million a fight and they think that all boxers are world title holders are, are rich beyond their belief. But I mean, obviously this, this shows that that's not always the case. Um, and there's, there'll have been numerous sort of examples of that. Um, in the years, I mean, Scotland's own Gary Jacobs, uh, he, he sold his Lonsdale belts um, some time ago, that was. Yeah. Um, likewise, Jake Lamotta. Yeah, there's a there's there's a lot of them, mate. I mean, Joe Frazier obviously died in abject poverty because he was sleeping above the gym that he that he was training people in in Philadelphia. But um, we'll, 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 I don't want to cut you off there, mate. But hopefully, we'll, if you want to come back on the podcast next week, we'll give it a proper its proper attention because I think it's a, a an issue within boxing that fighters are left to put credit, you know, training things in their credit card and you'd think at IBF European level that they'd be making reasonable amount of money but then when defences fall through and people get injured there's no there's no safety net there um, so if you want to come on again next week Stephen and obviously Marty if you still want if you still want if you both of you still want to come on because I don't want to I don't want to put too much into it this week because it's a it's a it's a subject that needs proper you know proper attention maybe 20 30 minutes to to hash it out and see what people think but the promoters and, and stuff like that to leave fighters and that uh, it's a it's a it's a disgrace um rumors that one fighter recently sold two and a half thousand pounds worth of tickets and walked away with 50 quid as well <laughs> it's like fucking hell the guys are putting their life in the line and they're getting paid 50 quid yeah <laughs> Quite a call. I mean, as I say, the boxing people would see it's, it's again, you think uh, it's commonplace people thinking, oh, he's a world title holder, there must be, he must be rich. I've, I've sort of known guys, a professional fighters, and maybe he'll put his titles and stuff, but these guys have to work. I think mm. the five jobs still. Yeah, yeah. Professional. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not good, but we will, we will get stuck into it next week if you don't mind, because I want to give um, at, at the due attention I think it needs um, to get the story out there and, and we can cover the other fighters and, and the bigger picture sort of thing. So we're going to move straight into the main event, um, which is obviously Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. Now, one of the things I'm going to quickly run through is the undercard. Um, the, the fight on it for me that stands out is Jason Welburn versus um, Jarrett Hurd. Um, Hurd's obviously the world champion, he's unbeaten in 22 fights and it, it reminds me of uh, Lloyd Hunnigan versus Don Curry, although Don, that was a probably a bigger upset, but he's Welburn has got the chance to to cause an upset there, but obviously with Hurd being the, the massive favourite. Um, Anthony Yard is also on the undercard, but he's, he's another to-be-confirmed fighter, which is, yeah, that's the problem with Yard, he's not fighting anybody, it's... It's not really... The Anthony Yard one's a bit annoying because he's in a massive card and he's not really got an opponent yet and it'll be a, it'll be to be confirmed in your last week of the fight and he needs a step up and he should have had a step up in this sort of stage. And the perennial disappointment, which is Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. <laughs> he's, he's, he's failed a medical or he missed a medical in his fight with Angulo, Alfredo Angulo, that grinding, tough Mexican guy that I don't know if you have saw, um, but that's pretty much off and then a lot of names on it so you've got um, Robert Guerrero's fighting another card Chris Ariola's fighting another card Britain's Isaac Lowe's on another card Joe Joyce who may be a future opponent again for Usyk 
Um, and Luis Ortiz is on the undercard as well. So there's a lot of names in the undercard, but um, the fights I'm looking forward to are the, the Hardwell burn, and I was looking forward to Chavez and Gulo. So. But that is, the, that is the, the undercard. So we're going to move straight to the main event. What have he's made of the build-up? If you, you go first, Marty, crack on. What have you made of the build-up? I think um, we, the BT side of things, I don't think they've really excelled. I think some of the first press conferences looked as if they were in a warehouse with no atmosphere and it was all, it was journalists that had been invited um, and rather than it be, you know, the fans and you get a bit of atmosphere, it was very clinical and then obviously it was a bit, let's say it was a bit theatrical as well. It didn't really look real. They didn't really, they looked as if they were acting and it looked a bit, especially Tyson Fury, if I'm being honest, he looks a bit oafish because he's six foot nine and he looks a bit awkward and if he does all the, the acting up and stuff, it doesn't come across well. I don't I don't know if you saw the build up much, Stephen, because I know it's obviously been BT Sport predominantly. Um, I, saw, I saw some of the build up. I saw, um, I think, they had a head-to-head, was it, was it Tyson Fury's last fight? Yeah, the, I can't even. he was serious? Do you think he was serious? Do you think if Dorothy Wilder had said, let's go out to the car park, what do you think would have happened? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if he did. Nah, he's, he's, it's just, at the start, I thought the build-up was a bit shit, pretty much. It just, it did, it looked far, far too much put on. And then, the thing that changed my mind, sort of, was when you saw the footage of the aftermath of the face-to-face they had. Um, and Tyson Fury and, and Wilder had words, and then we said this in the podcast, Stephen and, 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 and Marty. You might remember, you'll remember, hopefully. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think you saw it, Marty, or I don't think Stephen saw it either. But there was a um, there was footage where they were sitting on a sofa together, and they were supposed to be. It was set up as if, look at this, they're friends. Really, there's not really any animosity. But that was just a picture. But the story behind it, when you actually saw the video, was when Wilder walks into Fury's dressing room to get mic'd up, they're going out to, you know, basically do interviews. And Fury's going, 
who the fuck's he? Why is he in my dressing room? He shouldn't be in here. Get him out of my dressing room. And the guys are going, yeah, we need to mic them up and stuff. So they sit down on the sofa and they're not looking at each other and Tyson Fury turns in and go that to Wilder. Do you fancy a sing song? And Wilder goes, just looks at him. And, and then the, the, the obviously the the song that Tyson Fury picked could have been, couldn't have been any funnier or maybe any worse because it looked as if he was maybe, I don't know if Wilder thinks, is he taking the piss because I'm black? So he started singing um, a civil rights song. <laughs> and Wilder's face is an absolute picture. Fucking Fury's off his head. Do you fancy? A, do you fancy a sing song? Wilder's going. What the fuck? Did you see? If any, did you see that, Stephen? No, I remember you telling me. Um, a change is going to come. Yeah, it's, it's, and he starts belting out. He goes, and I'm and I'm just pissing myself because I'm going. Oh, he, he's black. He probably thinks Tyson Fury's taking the piss because he's black. But Tyson Fury's that eccentric that he's not even thinking that way um, so when I saw that I thought fuck yeah no this is there is, there is some real stuff in this because there was a bit of animosity between them did, did you manage to catch it Marty after we spoke about it? Um, I, I remember speaking about it no I've got to be honest I didn't actually uh, catch that particular clip in that respect but uh, I, I, do, I do remember you saying about that now yeah no it was it was um, Entertaining. Go and go and watch it if you want to laugh. It's, it's Wilder's face. He's just going, "What the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> is I mean, you're talking about all sort of Adam. But I mean, even with this kid on, something at the end of the day, they're going to get in there. They're going to fight each other. Do you not find that the what with that, the training and everything that they sort of put themselves through to to get themselves ready for this? That that you know that they they have to change their mindset anyway. So the needle sort of comes as as the, you know the the touring, the press conferencing, things go on and things like that, and then the little bits back and forward, probably on social media, Tyson loves his social media, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's... it's I mean, it's the, it's the, 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 the Stephen and, and yourself might remember it's the, they, they do need that bit, and they do, and I especially think the guys at the top, if they've got money in the bank and they're multi-millionaires, then it's was it. I think Stephen, I don't know if you you remember, was it Marvin Hagler said it's hard to get up and run in the morning when you sleep in silk pajamas. That right? Was that a Marvin? Uh, was it Marvin Hagler? Yeah, that's the one. I, that's what I was saying. Is it was it Marvin Hagler that said that? Um, I'm not sure. No, I, I don't know if it was Marvin. I remember. I know some fighter said it. I think it might have been. Oh, it was Tom Conti. Tom Conti. Was it? Yeah, it was Tom Conti. He said that. He famously said that. I thought it was. I thought it was Marvin Hagler, but there you go. But uh, at least you've come on and corrected me this week because usually I say stuff and I'm going, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Tom Coyne, I might be sort of, uh, I'm putting my neck out a bit here, but I, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure it was Tom Coyne, do you remember, so I mean, he, was, he was notorious for the, having a, a sort of playboy lifestyle, yeah. in the world title. If, anyb- the, I think that's what he said. if anybody's listening, which I hope people are, then obviously we're a bit losing facts, so don't come and criticise us, because we don't do any research, <laughs> we don't do any prep, we just turn up and talk a lot of rubbish and hope it works, and um, hope people listen, but the, going back to what you said, Marty, about the, the, the training thing, um, Tyson Fury has lost a hundred and fifty pounds. Not not money. <laughs> not money. He's, make, he's making that up by selling selling steering wheels for Range Rovers on the internet. <laughs> which he did. Which he did do. Which he did do. There was, there was something on. He was. He's, I don't know if he was doing it for a laugh because he's got a traveller background. But he was up. I think he was selling a steering wheel for a Range Rover at one point about three months ago. I was killed. I was bust out laughing. I went, Jesus, man, that better be wound up. But no, one hundred and fifty pounds is about 
fifty pounds short of one of me. Um, so it's a lot of weight. Yeah. And in the time he's lost it as well. So, I mean, do you think that's going to affect how he fights? Because the two warm-up fights have been shit. They've been bollocks. That's that's not proved anything. Would do, do you think that weight loss is going to hand? Obviously, it's going to help him because he's fitter. But do you think losing that kind of weight, or even putting on that kind of weight, might have an effect in his uh, his overall fighting ability? I, mean, I, I think it will have a huge effect on him. It's, it's, if you look. Um, <coughs> I know you, you, you look at fighters like Roy Jones, I know Roy Jones, it was, he, he moved up to heavyweight and it was, it was muscle heat. Yeah, that's different. He was, he was still lean at heavyweight, but he, he kind of he came back down and he was, he was drained. But obviously, losing that kind of weight is going to take its toll on your on your body. Obviously, he's, he's been walking about that weight for some time and then he's he's, he's lost all and it's, it's, it's going to take something out of him, I think. Do you, um, do you not think... Alan, you've lost that kind of weight before, let us know. <laughs> How did it feel? <laughs> Is he not pretty much going back down to the weight that he was before? Do you know what I mean? It's not as if he's going, um, let's say, ten pounds lighter than he's ever been. Well, we don't know that until the weigh-in. He might come in lighter than he's ever been, um, and then I could see the see that maybe having an effect in speed and 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 the agility side of things. But he's pretty much I think going back to where he was, or slightly. I think he might be still slightly above where he was when he fought uh, Klitschko. Um, yeah, I think he, I think he did because obviously he was a much faster, slicker fighter, and he was small, and he was going to come in with all that fast twitch muscle fibers, and he and he, and he had to be, you know, um, much faster, uh, much more agile to fight someone like that. Um, I don't know. It's a funny one. I, you, you, I think both these are probably right in certain ways, and it will be down to how he's actually lost the weight. But I think a lot of that weight was down to the drinking. Because he said he was drinking like twenty pints a night and stuff like that. So, he's, but he's probably as soon as he's, he's knocked that in the head, he's probably just dropped weight, like loads of weight, really, really, really quickly. And then obviously he's got the last bit, which will come off during his his, his training thing. But one hundred and fifty pounds is fucking it's a lot of weight, man. And it? it's like, can you imagine the, the Tyson Fury DVD? Get fit, get get fit, get fit with Tyson taking over the Vino McCall. <laughs> 
I know. It's Tyson Fury with a head, with a pink headband on, with two hand, with two pink hand weights, doing something on a step. That bed, that be quite. He'd be listen, I wouldn't put it past him. And then at the end, he'll say, "And also, if you're looking for spare parts for a Range Rover, you know, <laughs> Con- contact me." What, what do you make of the the, the the other thing that so so the weight things a a a, a factor. Um, the other factor is he's only had two warm-up fights. Um, I've saw interviews with him, though, that he basically said, look, Frank Warren was wanting me to have another two warm-up fights, and I said no, and he wanted to get, go straight in a bit and, and fight Wilder. He says, I've chosen to fight Wilder, not the other way about. What do you make of the 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 two-fight build-up? For me, that's a concern. That's the thing that concerns me more than weight. That's a definite big concern. I mean, you know... Um You'd expect him to come back after a layoff and, and try and ease back into it at least for the first couple of fights, but like you said, and, and take that big step up straight away. Um, but I, I, I'd, I'd have a major concern about that. I mean, I, although I did find it funny, I did see him doing an interview on he's, he's, he's I'm sure he said he re- referenced Roy Jones and said, uh, you know, I was talking to Roy Jones and he said to me, if you can't clean up this division, then you don't, you know, you don't deserve to have the titles, basically, or something. Yeah, you but that's... You should easily beat these guys, they're bums and, and, and all that sort of stuff. But, uh, yeah, it, it would concern me because at, at the end of the day, especially a heavyweight, more so than any other weight, the punch, that punch can count and John has got that, in, the, in you know, Probably the hardest puncher in 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 that white category at the moment. Well, thirty nine knockouts and forty fights pretty tells you its own story. Even though the the, the caliber, apart from guys like Traverne and possibly Luis Ortiz, have been the only guys on his record that you've went, yeah, um, that that's quite impressive. What do you make it, Stephen? Do you does that concern you? Do you think that he's got the ability just to go straight back in? Does, or is it is it just him being? Sorry, mate. Go. I was his trainer or manager, um, I'd have maybe put him alive with a higher opponent, so to speak. But that, I mean, the guys he's fought were, were, were tomato times. They were, they were, these, these, weren't, these guys were never going to test him. They were there just to sort of, there's another body in the ring. Who would you put him in with? Who, who would you put him in with then? If you if you had the choice, two fights, you're going to give him another fight at least. Who would have been the ideal opponent? British title. Somebody's British title level. Um, don't, don't say I'm David. Gonna, if you say David Price, mate, I cut you off. <laughs> oh no, Chisora, Jesus, like the donkey. <laughs> it's my cousin. Oh no, somebody, 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 it was, it was, it was going to offer something. It was going to be there to win, trying one. What about Pulev? Pulev. Pulev. Yeah. I mean, somebody, somebody, a reasonable caliber. It was, it was like I say, he was there to win. These guys were clearly not there to win. You could, you could, you could see with the way ends and stuff like the body language. The guys, it was like a, it was like a sparring session. Um, and well, it was worse than that. It was, it was, yeah, it was a, it was just a. A bit of a farce, wasn't it? So I, I agree with you. Though I, I mean, I'd like to have seen him fight somebody, but if, he, he seems mentally very, very, very tough. Although he had all his problems with drink and, and drugs and, and and falling apart a bit after he won the world title, he's he, he seems mentally strong. The obviously is, is mentally strong if he's came back for that and lost hundred and fifty pounds because I think everyone was laughing at him when he was like twenty eight stone. And he's saying I'm going to make a comeback and I'm going to beat um, Deontay Wilder. So. Um, Marty, who would you? What would you have picked? Who would you have picked in an ideal world for him to warm up against? What would you? I, 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 I
I, I mean, I don't know. I don't, like you say, I think, you know, probably for his first fight, you, you, you could have, uh, you know, put him in against one of these guys, perhaps just to sort of say, right, you know, get a little bit of ring rust off. And then, as you say, I don't know, someone pretty civil. Um, well, not even British level, mate. Even, even world level, we're just slightly under the other way. Well, I mean, no, I, I mean, I, I would just to build the interest over here. I think you just, you know, or, if you say I'm David Price, Marty, I'll cut you off. off. <laughs> Amir Khan, put him in against Amir. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but what, what about bit, what about Price or someone against him? You know, oh mate, come <laughs> on, David Price is fucking done. He, he can't take a, he can't take a punch. I know, I know he, he, he was, but again, he was he, he's, he's still better than what he thought, surely. Well, yeah, I don't agree with that, Mark. I think I think he, he was. Well, I'd like to thank I'd like to thank both of you for coming on. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, do really? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I get, I get. Who was he gonna fight then? Our ideas were obviously not not cutting the mustard. No, no. I'd have said Pulev. I'd have said, I'd have said him, or I would have liked to have maybe seen him go in against a Dillian White. You'd not, they've not got the stature of Wilder, but the the that, that what you would say just underneath somebody like Wilder, and 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 I think that would have been a a, a real good test because they're live fighters, they're not chinny. You know, Chisora's a one pace thing. Tyson Fury boxed the fucking head off him. Do you know what I mean? When he had to, so that's that that's something you you don't want to see again because because Chisora hasn't got any better. You know, I mean, if He's reinvented him now. He's, he's a new chiseled machine. We'll see. That's because David Hay's on 25%, mate. <laughs> 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 he's doing a pay-per-view. David's got 25% of that pay-per-view, buddy. I think I'd, I think David Hay would uh, tell you anything at the moment um, regards to Zora. So, I, I don't... I, don't, I, I think mm. the problem, though. When you look at... Like, if, if like, Fury had done that and then stepped up UK and then, you know, like you say, fought with Pulley for any, anyone like that, then you'd have gone, yeah, okay, now he's ready, you know, he's a bit more prepared to go and fight Wilder, but it's been, like, such a sort of jump out of nowhere, it seems. I know he was there before, but he's had all that time out, like you say, all the weight, all the mental issues, everything else that's gone with that. He's, he's as you say, fought two bums, and then basically he's going in against, you know, one of the dangerous, the most dangerous punchers in the, in the heavyweight division, if not the... Yeah, but I think we all agree that that's, a, that's, a, that's the thing that really concerns me. Is the build up to to somebody like Wilder? Because although a, a Wilder can punch, he's not technically great. He's he's technically quite bad, <laughs> and, and 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 that he's, he's much better than Arm, obviously, and, you know, but just a little bit. Um, but he's <laughs> he's technically. I don't know. I, I try to find. Remember, I spoke to Marty today, Stephen, and there was a there was a video about that Wilder was doing the pad work with his trainer in front of the press and I think it was only about two weeks ago and his trainers try to mimic Tyson Fury's movement and Wilder can't kind of land a punch on the pads and everyone saw it and went fuck if that's if that's his trainer mimicking Tyson's movement and Wilder can't land a proper punch then what's going to happen with, you know when he fights it's Tyson Fury because Tyson Fury's obviously going to be a lot better than his trainer with the movement and the height and stuff like that so um, I, d- I don't know what he's making Wilder from a from a technical standpoint. Obviously, he, he just fucking throws the, the the world into the punches. But what what do he make he make him as a, a a boxer? Let's say. I, I think, uh, for what I, what I've seen of him, he's a 
like you say, technically he's 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 flawed to put it mildly. I think I, I think um, the way he throws punches, it really telegraphs shots, and I, I think if you can just time those shots, you you see them coming, and if you can, if, if, if Fury's got the right game plan, um, he'll be he'll be looking out for these big telegraph shots, and he'll just get himself in the right position and just catch. What do you think that game plan is then? What do you think the game plan is? If you're Tyson, if you're Tyson Fury, what, what, what's your what's your plan? What do you think you're, you're you're going to do, or what do you think you should do? Just get get him. Wait, wait till he throws these, those big long long shots, the big right hand. Wait till he throws it. Get yourself in position and just catch him. What do you think, Marty? Move your move your feet slightly and just. I I, I, I agree with you. Absolutely. I mean, the, the way he beats him is the way, pretty much. Uh, you know how he how he beat Klitschko. My only concern is is that if he does find it a bit too easy in there, you know, like, can, can start making him look silly, uh, which, which he could do. You know, he's, he's you know, as I said before, he's of, of the heavyweights, he's got some of the best movement in the heavyweight division uh, as a boxer, Tyson. And if he can keep making him look silly, my concern is he'll overcompensate, start getting really cocky and, and you know, even, even start, you know, sticking his chin out or something stupid like that and then get absolutely worked. <laughs> But uh, um, yeah, I mean, you, you beat him the same way, almost the same way that he, he, he did against uh, you know Klitschko. You're just more wary of, of you know swinging wild punches, and, and in his case, it might have to be a looping one because Tyson has been caught with that before and all. Yeah, and I think he's I think he's got to box him long, sort of like Klitschko, but with a bit more aggression because I don't think he can stand because Klitschko's more was more circumspect as a fighter. He wanted to draw you in and make you make the mistake, and then because Tyson Fury was the same height and he was he was jabbing, and Klitschko was just leaning back and avoiding punches, and suddenly the punches weren't missing; they were connecting, and he was getting picked apart a little bit, and and, and get lost. He didn't know what to do. Sorry. Sorry, no. I was just going to say, do you think you'll see a different? Do you think Deontay's got it in him to to, to have a different fight? Because I mean, he's got no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Has he? Has he? He's, I, he's, I, I think he has, hasn't he? Hasn't he got, I, I, I may be wrong, I'll double check that, but I, I thought he, he, he had the longer reach. I mean, could could he potentially, you know, try uh, try using, dare I say, a jab, as opposed to trying to just knock him out? Well, he's, I mean, he's got to use, he's got to use, no, he he's got to use, no, I didn't think, he, what's, the, what's the reach then? What's the reach? No, um, uh, Tyson's 85, and uh, Deontay's, uh, 83. I think I think for some reason I thought he did because I remember Bellew talking about giving him a hug and he felt like he was being wrapped around by a cricket. You know, like he, he, it's almost like he, bought, he, he, he was covering himself with his arms for so long. Yeah, I know. He's, he's got a jab. Um, I think because I think we all agree that if you don't jab at that kind of level, or, or you, you you won't win, especially when you fight somebody like Tyson Fury who's got who has got the longer reach and he's a he's a taller guy. Um, if the fighters have fell into that in the past when they punch. That's the other thing that, that might happen. You you're, you might be right, Marty. There's something that he might come in and just think because he's knocked everybody out, he's going to negate the jab a little bit and just go and try and knock Tyson Fury out. And it could work, but it tends to fall on its arse when you get to that kind of level. And Nassim Hamed forgot to jab when he went in against Kevin Kelly and then Barrera. And big punchers tend to do that. They tend to negate the basics when they get to a certain a certain level and they get it in their head they can just go in and bang 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 and it's, that kind of level it does not work so yeah uh, here's another thing I did I did 
hear an interview with David Hayes saying that uh, Wilder's actually got a solid chin. I know, he, I mean, we all know David Hayes can punch and nobody talks up his punches more than he does. But, um, I mean, when, you know, he was saying he really landed on Wilder and he said these are punches that would have put most guys down. But, you know, he, you know, he, he took them without any bother. He's actually got a good chin. And Tyson hasn't got, you know, a phenomenal knockout record in the heavyweight division. Mm. You know, so... Um, I, I think it's going to be a hard night's work if it if it goes the, if it goes the distance. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we'll, we'll come on to the prediction sort of thing. I just wanted to to touch on the, the technical part. Stephen, I know you were you were coming on. You've got maybe somewhere to pop off to. Are you still good for time, or are you? Uh, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. Are you okay, mate? Just well, you. you Use use some sort of code word, right? Use the um, unicorn or donuts. Throw throw some. I don't fucking know, mate. It's, such a, it's 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 a code word, then it go wilder. Unicorn. <laughs> donuts. Something. You give us give us a sign, mate, because uh, you know. Well, 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 see, was, earlier we were talking about the, the Marvin Hagler thing. Yeah. I think it was John Conte, not I think Tom Conte, a Scottish actor. That's what I was thinking, mate, because I was going, Tom Conte, are you, are you sure? I, I, I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I don't know. It might, might be the other way about. I might be right. I'm sure it's John Conte, and I uh, and I'm, and I'm sure Tom Conte did. I'm sure Tom Conte did sleep in silk pyjamas, but we might have been all good. We might not. He said his name. I was sitting there going, oh, yeah, I know what just as well somebody checked because they're sitting on the ground and everyone's going they don't know what they're fucking talking about they talk. Tom Conte slept in, I'm sure he slept in silk pyjamas but I'm not sure <laughs> I'm not sure he got up running at 6 in the morning do you know the other thing that's the, 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 that there's a lot of press about obviously um, is the the, the trainer um, Ben Davidson who is untested at that level. I know he was involved in and he's a coach and, and he does a uh, hold pads and stuff like that. Do you, do you both know the story of why Tyson Fury picked him as his trainer? No, I don't. Do you, Stephen? No, no. Oh, right, okay. Basically, Tyson Fury never ceases to, to entertain you. And they were apparently in Marbella or, or somewhere like that. And Tyson Fury said, if you go and get those girls' phone numbers, you can train me. And so Ben Davison went and got the two girls' phone numbers, and Tyson Fury hired then hired them as his head trainer, and basically went and said, "Yeah, I I, I only wanted to hire somebody that's getting the minerals." So I tested if he's getting the minerals, and when he came back with the numbers, I went, "You're hired." I went, Jesus Christ! Well, this is the this is the this is the thing in it. What 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 do, what do you make of that? Do you, for me, I'll just give you my thing. I think there's been a crisis of confidence at the end where some either Davidson, David, I, I keep saying Davidson, it's not it's Davison, um, Ben Davison, or somewhere in that camp, someone said, yeah, "Listen, we need some more experience in that corner," and they've went out and they've grabbed hold of Freddie Roach. I don't think that's a good sign, especially since it came so late in the camp. But again, I don't know what you feel about it. But that that it doesn't worry me for the fight. It just worries me that there's been a little bit of a crisis of confidence in there, and I think Johnny Wilder pretty much said said the same. What do you think? I, I think it, when I when I read that, um, it's Ricky Hatton on board supposedly, and Freddie yeah, Lawrence, and I think I think it's a recipe for disaster. I think that you're, you're going to end up with a, a power struggle going on, a fight within the fight kind of thing. You're going to end up with a power struggle in the corner, 
and he's, he, he's, his trainer was talking and saying, no, I'm still the boss, I'm still the head trainer, and I think you're going to get a bit of a... I, I, might, I might be wrong, but I, I think that's going to lead to a, a bit of a clash in the corner, because everybody would try to get there. So was Hatton in the corner as well then? You said Hatton, didn't yeah, you? Supposedly, yeah. Hatton was, 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 was mentioned as being in the corner. Um, Roach was apparently, he's just doing the cuts. I've never, I've, I didn't even know Freddie Roach was a, was a cutsman. Um, but um, that's, that's, that's what Roach's role is, supposedly. Now, not to laugh at, not to laugh at that, Stephen, but obviously Freddie's got a, a disease that, that makes him a bit shaky. Can you imagine him trying to apply the adrenaline if Tyson gets a cut? <laughs> No. I'm not No, yeah, we don't. Do, mate, you've not listened to the past podcasts, especially the phone in ones that I do on a Wednesday night. I've, I've talked about black people, gangster rappers, women, the PC brigade. I've pretty much fucking pissed everybody off. If anyone knew where I lived, I sure there'd be some sort of protest every week <laughs> outside my house for some, for some reason. But no, I'm obviously I'm taking I'm having a bit of a laugh for that one. But it's um, it's obviously not good that Freddie's Freddie's got something like that. But I was I was thinking that I went, yeah, this will be interesting if he gets a cut. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe for a minute. I mean, there's a, I'm sure there's a rule as to how many people can have in your corner. Because that's what's up. It's in the, it's, it's how many people you can have in the ring. I think Stephen. I think only one person can step into the ring, but you can have like multiple people in in your actual corner. So I think Ricky Hatton says he's going to put the stool in. Well, he'll have earned his money that night, eh? <laughs> still, <laughs> still. Maybe Ricky's helped him lose the weight. You know, I mean, Ricky. Yeah, Ricky. Yeah, Ricky. Right, Ricky looks as if he's about to release a, a DVD, <laughs> doesn't he? He's like they've got that that, that bird Scarlet Moffat who lost everything. Her personal trainer starved herself for six months. Let, released a DVD and and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll leave that there for. <laughs> Yeah, but she, she's not in the same shape she used to be. I don't think Ricky. I don't think Ricky's releasing a a, a fitness DVD any any time soon. Um, but that's about. I was just thinking that as well. How how they might have fallen? Ricky Hatton, multiple, multiple world champion, now puts a stool in. <laughs> It's a different sort of weight lo- lost though, isn't it? Because Tyson Fury's not trying to make a weight. He's just lost weight. And that's what I mean. If, if he's back down at the weight he was before, then he's no better or no further on, but no worse off. If that makes any sense. It's a bit different when you're really cutting weight to, to, to kill yourself to get there. It's a bit different. Do, do you know you don't worry? I mean, like, I mean they're obviously a good, good analogy of each other in, in Ricky Hatton and, uh, and Tyson Fury and the fact that, you know, they have you know, both ballooned up and then lost weight, as you say, for fights. But then, equally, you know, when Ricky Hatton was arguably going into his biggest fight, you know, he'd, he'd, he'd split up with his trainer at that point. Who was, um, and, and you know, I, I don't know if that's a, you know, just a fight of 
feeling like he's coming towards the end anyway or something, and that, that just feeling like he need. I don't, I don't know what the reason is behind that. But obviously, there's stuff with uh, Tyson and Peter Fury and stuff like that, and uh, you know, there, there are some similarities there, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's, yeah. I, read, I read an article actually, and somebody was talking about um, what you're saying there, Marty, about splitting up with with, with, with his uncle and using him as his trainer. And basically, the article was saying, you know, that guy knows him better than anybody. Yeah, he knows him better than any, and he's going with a new trainer. He doesn't really know him, his personality, or you know, and it says that's a big thing. You know, you need to know. I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say Tom Conti there. <laughs> yeah, that's when they try to get Ricky. Ricky, Ricky I play Mayweather when you're sitting going, yeah, that's not going to work for it. Then Ricky, Ricky Hatton. Uh, I think what ended Ricky Hatton's career was Pacquiao's right hand. To be fair. <laughs> well, yeah, that was um, that was that was a. That was, that, that was brutal, but that, I mean, there, there is a, a lot of interesting things going on. The other thing that's been a, a kind of kicked about a lot as well is is of, is, is Eddie Hearn um, talking about the ticket sales, saying that the, the ticket sales are somewhere, he's saying about 7,000 for the Staples Centre, which holds about 21,000. He's also saying that if they do more than 250,000 pay-per-views, he'll be shocked. Um, I don't know if it's a bit of bitterness by, by Eddie, because obviously... Tyson Fury um, sent out a few messages that were meant to be private between him and Eddie to show that Eddie was was, was chasing Tyson Fury after Eddie had slagged him off. <laughs> um, but that's that's a that's an interesting thing. What do you what do you think ticket sales and pay per view? What do you th- what do you think this is going to look like? Because obviously, for for it to be a world title, two unbeaten fighters, UK USA, I'd expect that to do a million buys. But if Eddie Hearn's right. That seems a bit of a a shit show. I, I don't know if it's a big uh, a big sell in the, maybe the, in, in the states. I, I, we we know who Tyson Fury is, and obviously Deontay Wilder, the world, world champion, has got a piece of the world the world title. Um, so I, I, I think that here it's a bigger fight, but in America, I think it's it's going to be small fry. I don't, I don't think in the states it's going to be it's going to really sell well. In America, it'll sell well here, I think, because the two names are known. And in America, I think it'll be a different kettle of fish. He, he does. He does feel underappreciated in uh, in America, doesn't he? I'll be on the You know, doesn't feel he's, he's getting uh, the respect he deserves and, <coughs> and and all the rest of it. But you know, I, I, I don't think I don't even know who Fury is in America. I don't think he's a big name in America. I don't think in the states they'll be yeah clamouring to see. That fight, but you, you, you think? Uh, yeah, I, I can't disagree with anything you said there. To be fair, it's a, you know, it's. Uh, oh. I, I don't think it will do bad numbers. I just don't. I don't think it, like you say, it's probably more of an interest here. And probably made more sense to have it here. You know, to some conversations that we've had before. You know, why, why aren't some of these more of these fights happening here, where where there just seems to be more interest 
bigger capacity crowds and all the rest of it, you know. Yeah, Stephen, you missed that one if you've not listened to any of the episodes, which is fantastic since you're my brother. Thanks for the support. Um, <laughs> But we, we've, we've also forgot to mention, apart from offending most people, we also offended uh, maybe the, the whole of the USA by telling them that the UK was now home of boxing. <laughs> because they don't... So, so, yeah. I do appreciate I'm on this. You do realise it's mostly you saying this shit and not me. <laughs> to, to be fair, Martin, usually what happens when I do the phone in on a Wednesday, I, I, because you're attached to this one on a Monday, I think everyone automatically attaches you, or I do, say, yeah, Martin's not here tonight, so yeah, and these opinions are both of ours, and I thought I'd just come... <laughs> opinions are exactly the same as mine. They're exactly the same as mine, so if I offend women... Um, and all the minorities, um, the whole of the USA, yeah, Mar- Marty thinks the exact same, so, you know, pl- please feel free to, <laughs> to comment. <laughs> but, um, so, the, the other thing I was want to talk about as well, we've obviously spoke about things we're concerned about. Where do you think the winner goes? Because Eddie Hearn's obviously al- allegedly doing a, a deal with Wilder right now to fight AJ twice. So, Eddie Hearn obviously thinks Wilder's going to win it. He doesn't have a great relationship with Tyson Fury. What do you think happens? Obviously, if, if Wilder wins, it's going to, he's going to fight AJ. What do you think happens if Tyson Fury wins? Do you think Eddie Hearn will dig his heels in, or Tyson Fury will dig his heels in? What, what's the what's the outcome? Should Tyson Fury torpedo Eddie's plan? <laughs> well, it's always funny when things like that happen. Um, but uh, yeah, Mark, you're, you're you're rooting for Rocky Fielding to knock Canelo out, so it's the zone of the zone match. I'd love to see that. Funny. It's never going to happen, but it would be, it would be funny so, to, to, you know, to have that happen. You go, oh shit, we're supposed to have thirteen of these. Yeah, um, yeah, Stephen. I'd bring up the speed. Marty hates Amir Khan, and would like um, <laughs> see see Eddie Hearn and the zone of spunked three hundred and sixty-five million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's not strictly true. I'd, I'd, well, I'd see, I'd see a bit of comedic value in the fact that you know somebody's really putting all their eggs in one basket, but. Uh, uh, in, in terms of that, and, I, and again, correction, I don't hate uh, Amir Khan, I just said he was a shitbag. <laughs> were to be true on him getting Kelbrook to, to drain himself. But anyway, that's a, that's back to that, and I've said it about 18 times. Um, yeah, I... I, I <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, uh, I've... I've sort of lost the thread where we were now because we went back to Amir Khan. What were we talking about? I know, mate. I know. You get you start talking about Amir Khan and, and Marty starts getting his Kelbrook t-shirt on and shadow boxing in the mirror. No, we were talking about we we went for pay per view numbers that I'd kind of quickly jumped on to to basically where where the winner of the fight should it be Tyson Fury if if if, if Wilder wins his fight in AJ we know that. What happens if Tyson Fury wins? Given the politics between him and Eddie Hearn, and I think even Tyson Fury said he wouldn't fight AJ. I think that's. Uh, I think that's a lot of crowd. I, I think. Um, I think Tyson would want to. To be honest with you, I, I think he, he. If if he beats Deontay, he'd be on a high, and I, I think he'd be wanting to try and unify. I, I, I think it has to be. You know, at, at that point, it makes both of them look embarrassing if they can't sort that out. For me, I know, I know it's happened before in boxing. But I, I, I think it, it's bad for the sport and everything else if they can't then put on the biggest fight. No, you're, you're right. It's, it's, um, that, that's what to go off a bit of tangent. That's what was what, what people seem to like about. It's all right, Stephen. We go off in tangents all the time, mate. Don't worry about it. We'll start talking about Brexit in about two minutes. Not, not a fight. That's only the, the super six. Fight, 
a different sort of tournament. You know, but the Super Six uh, tournament is is that these guys are they're, they're in there from the start and they're told like you'll face whoever the winner is. They don't get to pick, or well, maybe they think at the start they get the, 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 the top seed gets to pick, but uh, you face the best. You face who the winner. You, there's there's no picking and choosing, and your belt's on the line. And I think people find that. But I think uh, Barry McGuigan spoke about that. Um, he, he talked about how that's quite refreshing. Is it, it's, it's getting rid of the politics to a degree, um, and I think that kind of that kind of ruins things. And, and I can see maybe like you're saying with Tyson Fury's if, if he wins, I, I don't know. I think he might. Uh, I don't think he'll, he'll fight Joshua right away. I think he might try and have a a defence. First, if, if he wins, but he, even if he beats Wilder, because if he beats Wilder, Stephen, then there's not who else is is, is above Wilder in world terms. If he if he can go in and produce a performance, say if for instance he, he he knocks Wilder out in seven, eight, nine rounds or, or, or even less, does he need a warm up fight? Because obviously he's proven that he's still got enough to go in and beat the guy who you would say is 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 maybe second or third in the world at least. I think when he talks, I, I think he'll be. Um, trying to get to capitalise on, on, on sort of winning, winning a title or a share of the title and uh, to, to do that he'll, he'll maybe take on a, maybe if somebody's less of a threat than Andy Joshua that, that's, that's what I, I think would happen is he'll, he'll, he'll maybe make a defence before and then look at, look at Joshua Ho, hopefully raise his stock a bit but do, do you think that would sorry Steve? Do you think that would come from Fury, or do you think that would come from? Do you think Eddie Hearn would be trying to put someone else? Any, you know, like looking at it from the other side, could it be Eddie Hearn sort of saying, "Well, you know, what if Dillian White, or you know, no, you're going to hate me for saying this, uh, but you know, uh, Chisora, um, uh Marty, I was I was joking earlier on. If you mentioned Chisora, David Price again, I'm cutting you both off. <laughs> Joshua, if Tyson Fury beats Wilder, you want to fight him. You want to fight him quick because you you, you don't want him to then have another couple of fights and be even sharper. Because if he goes and like I said, if he goes and knocks Wilder out, there's nobody else under Wilder in the world. You know that, that you've, you've Fury's then stopped the the second or third best heavyweight in the world. Obviously, if you count Fury as one of those heavyweights, then I think he has to go AJ. Because one of the things that, that's interesting as well is. What um, Tyson Fury said today, and this might make you think about the the AJ fight if he would step back in. He said he's going to give all his money that he wins against Wilder at the poor and build homes for the homeless. He says I don't really have much use for it. I'm not interested in becoming a millionaire or a billionaire. I know it's about. I wonder if he, he probably will do it. You know, he seems to seem to think. But then that makes me think that he would just jump straight into a fight with AJ because he's. I, I, well, that's why I said I, I think he'd want to. I I, I don't think. Uh, you know, as, as he says, he likes a little tickle, doesn't he? So he, I think he just wants to uh, get in there and fight anyone, to be honest with you. But uh, do you think he beats AJ? If say for instance uh, he beats Wilder, do you think he beats AJ? I, I think it'd be a great fight. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I, I think 
AJ hits a lot harder than Tyson. As we said, he's, he's not got a fantastic uh, record, but Tyson isn't, you know, uh, just a keep coming forward, head down sort of fighter. He'll move, he'll make it difficult for, for any fighter at that division, I think, if he's on his going. What do you make of that one, Stephen? Do you think if Wild, if he say for instance he beats Wilder, do you think he goes straight in a fight with AJ? Um, do you think he could beat AJ? Um, no, I don't think he'll go straight into a fight. I don't. I don't. I think he'll be obviously he he'll have a piece of the he his stock will rose slightly. He'll have a, a sort of piece of the title, and he'll be. We'll try to capitalise on it. He'll, he'll hopefully... I think what you, what you were saying there, Marty, is quite interesting. I think that that's a... Chisora take on the, the winner of uh, uh, Dillian White, Derek Chisora, and then up his stock. And it's, it's a win-win for uh, for him, obviously. Well, that's, that's the point. Because if, 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 if Tyson wins, he'll, he'll get him a fight. His stock is up. It's a bigger fight against Joshua. If he loses, he's got, he's got both pieces, so he'll, he'll have uh, White Artisora against uh, Joshua. Moving on to the past the the, the AJ thing, because I, I think he will go in and fight him, but I think obviously he's, he's, he's got to beat um, Wilder first, which is, is, is no mean feat. We've spoke about the the feelings and, and, and where we think Tyson Fury might come a cropper, and we spoke about Wilder's technique. Is there anything else that's out there that you think is going to have a significant impact on this? Because Tyson, it seems to be, for, for me, what's left in Tyson Fury rather than what, what Dante Wilder's got. Is that is that the kind of feeling you have about it? Is, is it what, whatever Tyson Fury's got left? If he's an 80% Tyson Fury that beat Klitschko, does he still beat Wilder? I don't know. I, I, I think... I think one of the certainly a, a banana skin, if you like, for for the, the Wilder camp is, is Wilder's chin, and, and certainly there was, there was a lot of red lights in his, his fight against Ortiz, um, because he, when he get caught, if that if that if that had been earlier in the round, I think Wilder would have been finished. But the, he was out on his feet, and the, um, he, he looked like he, he's. But the thing he does, yeah, the thing he does, he does though because he's so awkward. Which uh, which someone was speaking about the other day, when he throws a punch, when he misses you because he throws so much into it, he falls into you. And I think there's a clip where Ortiz counters him with a, with a, a right hook as he falls in, but he gets really hurt because he falls in on top of um, Ortiz. Ortiz isn't able to get another punch off, so he's able to ride through it a wee bit. Um, I don't know if that's the, the, the bit you're maybe speaking about, but that seems to benefit him that he actually falls over his own feet and grabs you, pretty much. I know it's... It's like, it's like the Tommy Cooper of boxing, that he just sort of falls over and it works. Yeah, that, I mean, but, but it does. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm my, my earlier point about um, tightening him when he comes in. As if you get him, and if you catch him, and you hurt him, and he does fall in it, it's, it's, if you you get your footwork right. It's it's just a matter of take a, a step a step to the side and he's he's away. Yeah, no, I know that mate. It's just it, it, it's I, I get I get it and I get that that Fury should be more mobile than Ortiz and you would expect him to step to the side and, and, and maybe throw that counter punch if, if Wilder does fall in. Um <clears throat> excuse me. I I don't know. I'm I'm I'm, I'm 
I, I think I think it, it works for Wilder, and I think it will happen because when he's in close, because he's a he's he's, he's got a shorter reach and stuff like that, Fury's probably want to hold him as well. So when he does fall, and I think Fury will grab him because Fury will, will, will probably want to box at distance, uh, which what I would imagine he does. I know he's quite good inside and sometimes as well, Fury. But I think what you'll do is you'll see him holding Wilder a lot inside and then try to try to pick him off when he's long. So we, we, we spoke about quite a number of things is, is there is there anything else that you can see that's going to have a big factor in this fight I, 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 I mean all, all the things that are there I mean as you say it, it's the obvious ones are obviously the way the way Tyson approaches it if he if he keeps moving keeps out of range and boxes him then for me he beats him I don't think you know he, he, he get he, he, he does that but I, I'm, I'm just looking at it and, and you know the way he, and just the, the the sort of ridiculous angles that, that uh, Wilder throws from he, anything lands that he, he he takes Tyson out. Mm, yeah, would you think Stephen anything else that we've not factored in anything we've missed off? Um, I don't know. It's, it's difficult to see because like, I've done. We've seen enough of Tyson Fury. We've we've, we've not seen him in a in a, in a, a twelve even a twelve round fight. And, it's, it's kind of difficult to, to, it's all kind of guesswork. Do you, we don't know what he's like. Do you think an 80% Tyson Fury beats him though? Do you think if 80% of the Tyson Fury that beat Klitschko turns up, he, he, he could be, he beats Wilder? Do you think there's that much of a, a difference between their boxing ability? No, I, I, no, I don't, I'm, I'm struggling, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a huge Tyson Fury fan, I have to say, Um I'm not, I'm not a big fan. How can you not be a fan of a guy that starts singing Elvis songs after he wins? <laughs> Fucking hell, what are you talking about? He, he starts singing Elvis songs, what's they sing civil rights um, songs to Deontay Wilder? And I think his quote to the a breakfast thing in, in America was, one day I'd, walk, I'd get for milk and I'd be in Margate and I'd end up in New York or something like that. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> So you're not. That's it. Get to the nitty gritty, Marty. We usually offend somebody. Come on, Stephen. Get stuck in. Let's offend people. <laughs> this has been too nice because the subjects we usually speak about are, 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 are more topical. This has been quite analytical. So let's offend somebody. Come on, Stephen. The traveller community. Anybody? Come on. I'm only joking. <laughs> First fight, and I remember Barry McGuigan was was, uh, was commentating uh, when the fight was part of the commentary team, and he, he said the first thing he noticed about him was, he, was his his lack of any kind of athleticism, and he looked he says he needs to he looks like he's not he doesn't look like a fighter. What Tyson Fury? Oh well, well no, does he look like a fighter? Fury, I, and I know I know it's not a bodybuilding contest, and I know. Um, you, there's a lot of fighters out there, guys like Tony Bellew, but even Tony, I mean, Tyson Fury is coming there, looks, he looks like he's never been in the gym in his life. Mm. And, and I think, I think he's maybe, maybe neglected that side of things. I think he's, I think he's, I think he's got an old, a quite an old fashioned approach to training. Um, what, he doesn't train? Yeah. Like a, like a, a world class fighter. 
But you're saying that, but when you, sorry, but when you when you look at some of the heavyweights, who are, you know, I mean, even Ali and people like that were never, you know, they were never um, just pure muscle. I mean, they don't get me wrong; they worked in the gym and they did stuff like that, but they they carried they carried body fat. Martin so, Ali was a you know, god. <laughs> Oh no 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 no! Don't get me. I'm just talking about the amount of boxers out there that you know. I mean, there are some people that are just naturally big. A lot of these big guys who are just muscle. You know, uh, AJ uh, being one of them. You mean you, you've seen in a couple of fights that you know it, it works against him, where where you know they can't gas easier than than guys that you know just have a you know a, a athletically strong, but they're maybe not. Yeah just all muscle and ripped and stuff like that. That's the point I'm trying to make, not comparing in any way, shape or form Ali with Tyson. No, I definitely, I mean... <laughs> thank thank God for that, Mike. Being overly muscled is, is even worse. Uh, it's exactly the yeah, same it with, with Andy Joshua. He's, he's, I think he's too heavily muscled. Um, but yeah, he is. That a, a heavyweight fighter should be... A, a good example is if you look at... I mean, even look at Muhammad Ali or Lennox Lewis. Yeah. They were big guys, but they weren't... Overly muscled, they never looked like bodybuilders or anything like that, but they were athletic. And if you yeah. look at Ali, even Ali, when he was past, if you look at Ali in his prime, and he's a, you know, he's, he, he is a, he looks, he's just, he's superbly sort of toned, and he's a, he's a really, yeah, yeah. really good athlete. And even when he's older, when he's when he slowed down after his sort of three year sort of forced uh, hiatus, he, he kind of, he came back and he, he still looked like a fighter. And, and Tyson Fury's never looked. I, I don't think he's ever looked. Yeah. Like, and, and even through his fights, through the years, and it, 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 he seems to gas. And it doesn't seem to. Yeah. Um, have the, 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 the actual athleticism. It's not like I mean, when a fight yeah. goes in the later rounds, it seems to really struggle. And I, I think I think he's maybe he's neglected that side of things. He's he's, he's an old-fashioned mindset and a quite an amateur mindset to training. And I think he's carried that into the, the pro ranks, and I, and I don't think I, I just I've, I've never been that impressed. I like the way you spoke about Ali there, Stephen, about keeping your manliness by not saying he's a beautiful specimen in my mind. He's chiseled. He's like a, a, a Greek god. He's, 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 he's a black Greek god. <laughs> you were going, yeah, he's a beautiful... He's a very handsome man, Stephen. He was a very handsome man. <laughs> I know. I heard you stop. Good. He's a. Well, how do I? I've got. Th I've got three kids, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think today's heavyweights we've got the sort of these guys that are dreaded and they've just become big guys. Yeah, they are. They're supposed to back in the day. Look at like Marciano, Joe Frazier, um, Ali, Ken Norton. These guys. These guys were were heavyweight boxers, but they looked, there was a there was a degree. Yeah, athleticism on them, I'll, I'll be heavy, we don't need a weight limit to make you right, and we don't have to cut weight. Like Primo Canera. <laughs> <laughs> the Ambulant Elk. Primo Canera, oh jeez. Yeah, we were talking about nicknames that are weak. Oh, the Ambulant Elk's maybe not the best one, we, 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 me and Marty, or, or sorry, I'll say me, thought it'd be better if we'd be called, called the Sexed Up Horny Elk. I <laughs> 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 really scared people. Anyway, sorry to cut you off, mate, it just came in my head when you were talking about sizes and, and old-fashioned heavyweights, Primo Canera. Well, I mean, but I, I, that's that. You're, you're kind of. I, I've always said that about the, the previous. When you watch the heavyweight fights and you watch the the pace, they fought. Look, I mean, look at look at yeah. the, 
Look at Ali against Fraser and and when they fought him in Manila. Look at the pace the guys got for and and that heat. I'd like heavyweights now. There's no chance these guys would have lasted five minutes. Well, that's the... Sorry, Mark. They were were, were athletic, but they weren't, like you say, bodybuilders as such. They were just, you know, they were properly fit in in terms of, you know, strength, conditioning and everything else. Just, you know, weren't ripped and, you know, they were thrown out the backsides after 20 minutes, you know? Yeah, this is, beca- this is becoming a bit homoerotic, guys. I think we should move on to predictions. <laughs> <laughs> this is starting This is even starting a bit weird for me. I'm listening going, yeah, this is going on an odd, odd time. Even, not, not as odd as usual, because usually we're more topical and there's a bit more swearing and we're, we're, we're often crazy rants about things. So we've been, we're just coming up just over the hour. I want to get predictions. Um, we've managed to get through this without offending many people. I probably have right enough, like, like Freddie Roach. You, you can stay on 10 minutes after we've done on 10 Yeah, minutes, if I've stayed on for 10 minutes and apologise. <laughs> See, I was only joking. Everything's a joke. I get, listen, everybody is listening to this. It's only a joke. We're not, not being serious about most of this stuff. What's your, I'll, I'll go to you, Marty. First of all, mm-hmm. what's your prediction? I want, obviously, the, the winner. Method of, method of victory. And that's probably about it, mate. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. Um, I'm, 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 I'm gonna say Fury may be slightly unpopularly, but I'm gonna say Fury, and if he if he does it, it's gonna be on points. Yeah. I, 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 I think if if uh, if if he can stay out of his way and fight the Klitschko sort of fight, you know, not exactly, but that that style, then he'll. Uh, It'll, it'll frustrate him, but he's, he's going to have to be switched on the entire fight because, like you say, just you know wh- wh- whether he means it or not. If he if he swings and connects, then uh, I think uh, Deontay puts him out. But yeah, he's, Deontay's only really got one method of victory, and he's not going to outbox him. He's got to knock him out. If he doesn't knock him out, then obviously Tyson's probably going to outpoint him. Um, yeah, I don't see any other scenarios, mate. There, the, the you're, you're probably. Ooh. I won't. I won't say too much because my prediction is going to amaze people at the end. Stephen, <laughs> what do you think? Um, I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to see. Um, I, 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 I came to that with these two earlier. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a huge Tyson Fury fan. Um, I'm going to see the, the Wilder. Um, maybe sort of middle rounds. Going to knock Fury out. Ooh. Um, I can see. I can see that happening. I think Fury's in for a, a, a shock. Um, so middle rounds, I think. Uh, Deontay Wilder. Yeah. Mm, right. Okay. I am going to say Tyson Fury by late knockout. I think he bo- oh, yeah. I, yeah, mate. I think he boxes him long. Start. I think he's going to box him southpaw as well. I think he's going to going to turn southpaw, box him long for the first few rounds. Don't get involved. Kind much like you said earlier on, but kind of Klitschko esque. Um, and then as Wilder gets more wild, I think he'll start to bring through the right hand and, and can force a late stoppage. Because I, although Deontay Wilder might have a good chin, like David Hay said, and, and but he did get rocked against Ortiz. I, th- I think he's. I think what, what possibly could happen is that he'll get he'll get frustrated by Tyson Fury because he is so awkward and he does box long and and I, th- I think he'll eventually he'll eventually walk into stuff because I think he's one of the fighters that's going to go for it I don't think he's going to stand there and get picked apart I think he's just going to put the can boot down and just go right I need to throw everything into that I don't think he's got it in him to, to stand there and I mean, pretty much shut his eyes windmill and hope, that, hope Tyson Fury's lying in his arse or else to be fair that, that's as good as it gets 
good a chance as any. Do you remember it? Was it Cunningham he fought? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the guy just sort of threw the... That was a brilliant out. fight. And, 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 and stuck Tyson on his backside. So, he, he you know, he, he's he been susceptible in the past, basically. So, uh, and that, that, it could very easily go the way Steve said. But, you know, it, it, could, be, it could be over, you know, with one punch could... Otherwise, like I said, the only thing I don't see Tyson knocking him out, and is is because his his knockout ratio isn't that that great. I, mean, I hope he does, but I don't. I, I don't yeah, I, don't I just I just think Tyson, I just think Wilder will, will get picked apart a little bit and then open himself up to getting caught with right hands. And although Tyson's not known as a massive puncher, I don't think you can you can take too many. If he's taking a lot of a lot of clean punches because he's overreaching, he's falling over his front foot all the time. And let's, I think Stephen said if he's a few steps to the side and, and catches on uppercuts or hooks, as, as Wilder falls over their feet, then he's he's going to walk into things. Um, so yeah, so if you're listening to this and you've just listened to my prediction, take your mortgage, your kids' Christmas money, and put it in something totally different. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm terrible at boxing predictions every time I think I know about it I go yeah and that's going to happen and inevitably it doesn't and then when I get one right I tell everybody <laughs> I go yeah that's exactly what I said was going to happen sorry you've got this recorded I'm sorry I'm just going to say you've got this recorded now so the longer this goes on and the more predictions you make you know it'll just be a tally chart yeah I'm just not going to predict anymore <laughs> Boxing predictions are shocking, and they're, they're not good at all. Honestly, it's like I'd be as well doing. I'd be as well just picking again a name and you go, yeah, that one, because it's, it's yeah. Every time I analyse it, it doesn't work out well. But I'm, we're going to wrap up, guys. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to play. Have you, have you guys heard of a fighter called Joseph Laws? No, I've never heard him. No, Marty. No, nope, he's a young fighter from Newcastle who is, let's say, he's got plenty, plenty of personality. So he made a, someone asked him for his prediction for the, the Fury Wilder fight and I'm going to play it to you and then we'll, we'll, we'll finish up. But um, for anyone that's listening to this that isn't from Newcastle, you might actually struggle to understand what he says, but hopefully everybody will. So give me a second while I play this. Reach prediction for the Fury and fucking Wilder fight. Fury's gonna be pinging the man a lot. Then loads of kung fu partner shit like pa 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 pa. Doug Pivot fucking all that. Then Wilder's gonna throw a right hand from Jerusalem, come from his hips, boom. Fury's gonna be down. I'm gonna be like whoa. Fury's gonna get up because he's a gypsy warrior. He's gonna get back to his little kung fu shit. He's gonna win on points. Fury on points. And the new. <laughs> <laughs> if you've not saw him go and look up his Twitter stuff, he's absolutely hilarious and then he does walk-ins to the reader. So and the new and I hope that's the way it goes. I know I know you don't, Stephen. So um, when this goes out to our friends in New York, you they'll they'll be liking you, they'll be they'll be writing to me saying, Yeah, get that guy back on <laughs> He didn't slag the Americans off and he picked the American fighter. Um, but listen, thanks very much for coming on to both of you. I hope obviously Stephen you enjoyed it because you've stayed on longer than um, you, I thought you were going to do so. I appreciate it, and you didn't shout unicorn. Um, so you know. <laughs> no, I haven't. I've enjoyed it. It was good. Anything, anything to add before we finish up, Marty? No, no, no. It's been good fun. Cheers, guys. Stephen. No, 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 no. Right, okay, cool, you know, it will be interesting. I want to thank everybody who's listened. If you have listened, retweet and get me up to over, or get us up to over 100 listeners, because I've been looking at advertising revenues, and if we 
we get enough people to start listening, we can get like 25 quid per thousand people. So yeah, hurry up and do that so I don't actually need to go and do a job. Um, <laughs> so get listening and get, get retweeting. But this has been a good right-hander. I've been joined by Marty and Stephen. I hope you both come back on next week and we will be back to our usual controversial ranting rubbish selves. Um, we've been quite analytical this week. So this has been a good right-hander. Thanks for listening and, and, and thanks to you two guys for, for coming on. Um, and hopefully we'll see you next week. I'll speak to you next week. Thanks very much. <laughs>